Yeah, if I have to actually go back, I do what well, I, I will say he helped me. He helped me because and the times that things were not going right or things got tough or, you know, I was laugh again and again for, you know, mispronouncing a word. That was him. That just keep, I, I think, and I wouldn't say the bad feeling, but it will say, it, you know, I, I'll go back and say, you know what? Thank you because you crushed me so hard that nobody else will be able to crush me. You know, like, thank you for that. There's a difference between a dream chaser and a dream catcher. Thanks all for tuning in to Dreamcatchers, where we make things happen. Dreamcatchers was formally launched to unlock the hidden potential in successful, self-motivated individuals who desire to take their life's work to the next level but need support to evolve. We are a collective group of professionals with various backgrounds that use our talents to assist those individuals in realizing their wildest dreams by providing education, inspiration, and direction. This podcast is where we share the lessons we've learned along the way to catching our dreams and give you some context around the how and the why to each approach to put you further ahead on the journey to catching your dreams. Are you ready? Hey, everybody, and welcome to the Dreamcatchers podcast. I'm your host, Jerome, and I've got the pleasure of having Maricela Sobernaris with me today. Did I get it right? Come on, come on. Yes, Sobernaris. Yes. Yes. I did it. I was terrified, ladies and gentlemen. I was like, I'm going to mess this up. She's such a nice lady. Like, I want her to actually think I tried. So we got it, right? Yes, so, we got it. Marisa. Yeah, now you can breathe. I Relax. can. You're down in Texas, right? Tell the listeners how they can get in contact with you. Yeah, so Lincoln, I try to be proactive there, uh, Maricela Soberanes. Also on Facebook, same name. We do have a Instagram account and with Oplex, which is our platform or brand. So Oplex and also with, yeah, I, I'll give you the, all the links, but I'm sure they'll find me. <laughs> for sure. For sure. Okay. So you've got the most amazing story and I want to dive into that, right? So I know there, I don't even want to steal the thunder. Tell the listeners how things started for you. And then we're just going to walk down the full journey. Oh, goodness. Let's see. Where should we start? Well, I'm originally from Mexico. We, I think we were having that conversation before we started recording, but I'm, I came to the States at age 23. So as an adult, pretty much paralyzed the second that I entered the country, you know, this wonderful, amazing place to be. And here I am like handicapped pretty much because I wasn't able to speak the language. I really didn't know anyone. And I had uh, just a very like a hundred dollars in my pocket. That was my beginning here, but I don't, I don't want this to be the sub story, you know, because <laughs> everybody has their obstacles and it all, it all all depends what mindset you approach them with and and that's kind of what what gets you to where you want to be but that that you cannot avoid where you come from and in the beginning so I always brag about it I think that's one of the things one of the reasons why I was pretty much an autopilot since the time that I landed here and that's one of the things that has been the propelling factor just to get better to be better and to deserve to be you know this receive all this I will say privileges that we we are so um blessed to have here in the states but yeah, that was when I first came here to the state. Again, I wasn't able to speak English and now I get a, I get around just a little bit. <laughs> Let's see. Is there any specific, anything specific that you would like well, me to visit? So you, you said you came here with a hundred dollars in your pocket and you couldn't speak English. 
right? And you've had a really successful track record since coming. And so what do you do? Like, what's the first step when you get here to start transforming your life? Because I mean, you thought there was opportunity here. I don't think you would come otherwise. So like, what is the game? Like, what did you do next? And then kind of take us on the journey on where life took you following that. Yeah. So my primary reason was to, one, to, to visit, to get to know other, other places. I was on the stage in my in my personal life uh, in Mexico, I had I had earned a business degree and I had claimed the corporate ladder pretty much to be in a comfortable position to to travel to travel to the states and and that was huge. You know, I was 23 years old at the end at at, at that time. So to be 23 to have a really good job enough to pay for for foreign travel that was pretty on top of the ladder. You know, on top of of the mountain, I'll say. But I was curious. I wanted to explore. And I wanted to learn English. That was my reason to come to the States. So because the, the company I used to work for, we did, did a quite a bit of business with American companies. And a lot of the calls that we received were in, in English. So I, I pretty much felt like I was inadequate at my job because I, I would have to say one, one moment, please. And then I transferred. That was my, that was my, uh, you know, like I was, I answered the phone accordingly morning or whatever afternoon. And that was my second answer. And that was it. And then I, I had no idea what went on so that was my motivation actually my boss was fluent at English he had studied in a university here in the, in the states and I remember one day I came to we were working on a project and he had called me to the office and as I got to the office he was finishing up a, a call so he was speaking English and I just was I stood there at, at the door I was mesmerized by listening like how fluent he it, it almost sounded like he was singing something like it was just it was I was just like staring at him. I'm like, oh, that's awesome. And I was like, I told him, I said, one day I would love to uh, learn English and speak the way you do it. I, maybe I can talk to you in English. And he's like, oh, I don't think so. Okay, let's get going. And I was like, what? Like, he just literally crushed my dream. I mean, he just question my abilities and that was fuel under my feet to uh, to to get to get take action and yeah that was to me the primary reason I, I didn't come here to you know to make money to go to school to I mean that was not even in my books to me it was like I'm gonna prove you wrong I am gonna prove you that one day I will be able to speak English and and so my my next steps from there were to enroll in SEL classes, uh, ES, ESL classes, English as a second language. And yeah, I met people from so many countries that were trying to speak or trying to learn how to speak English. And and then from that, I saw opportunity. I try to like, you know, help them because so many of them spoke different languages, not just their native language. So it, it was an exchange of ideas and, you know, creativity. It, it was so much fun. I was like, oh, my God, I come to America and I get to meet all these people from Europe, from Russia and different places. I, I was living the dream. Like that was, to me was the picture of the American dream. But fast from that, you know, because speaking English was not going to pay my bills. So I did have to work, you know, just jobs that were going to be able to pay me uh, enough to, to pay my way around cleaning offices, cleaning houses, whatever I have to do, work in the, in the uh, restaurant industry. So I put myself to school, got my uh, master's and a doctorate in anesthesia. So that's what I do for a living. I, I am an anesthesia provider. And I also on the side start building my real estate uh, ca- a career or investment portfolio. And so, yeah, so far we and my husband and I joined portfolios, but I, I had 11 units when I met him. And then from there to and two and a half years after that, 
We built our uh, portfolio to 35 doors and uh, we continue to progress from last year to this year. We are into 750 units and apartment syndications and we should be closing around in a month or so from this recording and self-storage facilities. So definitely diversified income and, and lots of learning along the way. But maybe I'll stop here for questions. Wow. So wait, you go from the guy telling you that you can never speak English to going and getting a degree in America, not just a master's, but a doctorate, right? Correct. They did not teach that course in Spanish, right? <laughs> No, <laughs> they did not. <laughs> and maybe maybe that's sleep, an idea. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. But putting people to sleep is kind of a big deal. So you you took that and just took it to the whole new level. And so, I mean, you said that was a fuel under your feet, right? Like him dismissing you and your capacity was the catalyst for you starting to take action. But I don't think it kept you going. I think something else kept you going. I think you found out that you actually could. And I think for anybody out there that's listening, like they're probably trying to close their mouth because how is that even possible that somebody who came here with $100 could actually figure out the language and all the other stuff and do well enough to be able to do that type of stuff. So who helped you along the way? Because that person, right, didn't seem to, he felt like you were where you were and that was all you were ever going to be. Yeah. If I have to actually go back, I do what I, I will say he helped me. He helped me because, and the times that things were not going right or things got tough or you know, I was laugh again and again for, you know, mispronouncing a word. That was him. That just keep, I, I think, and I wouldn't say the bad feeling, but it will say, it, you know, I, I'll go back and say, you know what? Thank you because you crushed me so hard that nobody else will be able to crush me. You know, like, thank you for that. And, and it's not a, a bad feeling that I kept or, you know, I don't hate the, the guy, you know, I actually love the, the family that his, his parents own the company and they, they actually hire me and they gave me that really good job that allowed me all these opportunities. So I will say going back to they, they are the ones that helped me. And of course, you know, like building my portfolio, there's like, I got a really, really good realtor the very first time when I buy my very, very first duplex that guided me and, and kind of steered me away from some, some houses that I was kind of going to and, you know, it, without them knowing, without me asking, it was just, I guess those are the people that I will say, definitely, I will say the um, program director for, for the anesthesia uh, program that I attended, she is a very fair lady. She was, you know, she, she wasn't going to just give you credit. I mean, I, you have to work for it, but she did, did believe in me. And, and this is just a little, uh, I guess, a backstory of anesthesia programs. People wait three to four years, sometimes longer to get into a program. I got in about a year. Like as soon as, as I applied, I got in, and that yeah, I was like that. Just moved everything faster, and she. I think she just had a lot of faith in me, and you know, she knew English wasn't my my first language, and it's difficult trying to understand, like do like learn all the terminology. Like, you know, if I can explain it, if I, if I was able to write it and, and put it in writing and she knew my skills, she, you know, she was, you know, like, I, I think that that might have been maybe if somebody wasn't willing to give you a chance, that could have been something that you were going to be put aside because you are not fluent. Because when I went to my first degree, it was nursing. I remember learning terminology and that I, and I was also learning English. So like the, we were studying the renal uh, system and there's one word, uh, um, the tubules is a part of the anatomy and it's uh, convoluted. So I will say I, and it, that what that means is like very tangled up and that's just the, 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 the anatomy. 
And so I told my friend, I'm like, oh my God, this highway is so convoluted. And she's like, what do you mean? And I'm like, so tangled up with so many like turns and twists. And she's like, how do you know that word? And I'm like, the renal system. <laughs> and it's, it's like, it is the same word. And, you know, like I learned English as I learned medical terminology. Anyway, so that is just, I don't know. I, if I had to give a name, I don't know. I have so many people that were kind and were generous to, you know, just believe in me. What's up, tribe? It's your host, Jerome. I just want to let you know that we put together a free 15-point checklist for exiting the matrix. Jump on over to dreamshouldbereal.com in order to pick your free copy up. Let's get back to the show. Wow. Wow, 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 wow. This is more inspiring than I started out thinking it was going to be. So, (laughs) all right. When did you realize that you had to keep going? Because there had to be some times where you thought this was so hard and maybe you didn't want to finish it. It was easier just to go back to a job that was paying you pretty well. I call this the red pill moment. Okay. So when I got here, my options were call this a friend of mine. That was one of my engineer co-workers in Mexico. He's like, my cousin lives there. She said she'll take you around and she'll show you the malls. Okay, that's awesome. So I, I tried to call her and her phone was disconnected. And he also gave me another phone, which was the restaurant that she was working at. And I called the restaurant and it, of course it was closed. So at that point, I'm like, I have my $100. I'm like, how do I even order a taxi? So I went and, and I'm sure like, and my broken English, I, I, I asked for a taxi and then the ta- I asked the taxi person to take me to a hotel, which was just around like two blocks from, from the place where I was standing. And he charged me an arm and a leg because it was after hours. It was like after 12. I didn't know any better. So I'm like, Oh my God, that goes half of my savings. And then I would need to pay for a hotel. So like I'm looking at my stuff and I'm like, I did have a ticket. That's the thing. Like, you know, people tell you burn your, your, your boats. I guess I wasn't like completely committed because I was like, I bought a ticket on the way back home in case I, I don't know, in case just I was, that was my way out. So I remember I was like, oh my God, do I just go back and, and get back? I don't, I don't even know. I don't know if she's going to be there tomorrow. So the next day, I don't even think I, I slept. So the next day I woke up and I called the number and thankfully they answered and uh, they said, yeah, we are open. So I go to the restaurant. But that's the moment where I was like, I, should I just go back? That was like the easy path. I'm just going to get back. I have a ticket that I already purchased. I don't have any more money or hardly any money left. So should I go or should I wake up and then just keep on going the next day too in the United States? I think that's when it was, was when it all happened from there. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. Okay, okay. So what's <laughs> been your worst fear in this process? I'm blown away. Um, the worst fear. Disappointed my family, my mom. Tell me more. Yeah. Uh you know, she believed in me. She at first she was like, No, you're gonna go far away, you know, uh, you know, you're here, you have a job, you like your job and you're doing so good. And I was like, Well, but there is there can be something else. I I, I just wanna see what's out there, you know? And so when she, she let me, you know, she she let me go, it was she trusted me. You know, she trusted me that I was gonna make good decisions and, and take advantage of being here or do whatever I thought I I, I could do here. Learn English was my again my priority. So that was my my biggest disappointment. Like if I if I didn't have a class close by and I needed to, you know, get to the next class, I'd be like, yeah, I got to make it happen. I don't I'm not going to let my my mom down. Like I even again, when I was like studying this microbiology courses and I'm like, oh, I don't even understand these words. Like I need a translator to translate all my textbooks pretty much in a semester. And I was taking four classes, you know. 
So it was it was hard. It was challenging. But I was like, I'm not going to just go back home and be like, Mom, I'm sorry I didn't learn or whatever. Like that was my biggest motivation to just keep paddling and keep going. Okay. So now we're <laughs> going to dig deep. Was there a point when everything was on the line? Did you have like a rock bottom? Uh, really, once that you start where I started, I don't think you can get anything worse, you know? Everything from there was like, uh, I get money. Wow, this is a lot of money. Now I got a car. Wow, I, I, I have a car. This is like, even if the car broke down, I'm like, well, okay. I mean, there's options. I can pay for a taxi, you know, like I, it's, I and I don't want to say that everything has been roses, but sincerely, I don't feel like, I think that my life has been blessed every day better and to a higher degree. To say that I touched bottom, I, the, probably the one thing that I, the event that put me down, I would say even physically and, and very challenging is when I lost my mom. Because at one point I felt like, okay, that's it. Like I make her proud. I know that I know I did. I will, I will get up and go to work. I, I guess probably that's the first time that I was, I wouldn't even call it depressed, but it was just very challenging just to even get, get to a routine and just, I mean, I'm like, I don't need, I, I have enough that I, I don't need to go to work. Do I even need to go to work? I mean, I love my job, but you know, it was like, I didn't want it to face people. People were very caring and they're like asking me, how is, how are you doing? They knew I have lost her and it was like, I didn't even want to answer any questions. So I, I just wanted to, I don't know. I just kept going with that routine I thought I had. And that's when I actually started because I always, I was being a runner, but that was when I started, you know, being more training for races and I, you know, trade for a marathon, finish a couple marathons and. That, that to me, like, I had to put a structure in my life. And, and maybe if you want to call that uh, rock bottom. Well, I think it's a big event. And that's super unfortunate. But at least she was able to see you start having the success you were having. And I imagine you still use that today as motivation, even though, you know, she's not here physically. You still can see her looking down on you and being proud of you, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's, that's when I actually decided to join the Navy because I felt like I needed to give back in some way. And and, and I needed, and you know, in, in some way I felt like, okay, I gave, I always gave to my mom. I, she was my, you know, she was my reason to exist and I needed a bigger reason. And, and I did join the Navy around those days as well. Wait, how do you, <laughs> <laughs> hold on. How do you just slide that in? What do you mean you joined the Navy? Talk to me. What, like, how did that happen? Well, after I finished my doctorate and, and my, you know, the event with my mom, I was like, you know what? I need some way to give back. This country has been so wonderful to me. I, I in in the practicing career in the in the business and uh, uh yeah my career professionally I was already at the top of my career like I go take care of patients and you know go home and that wasn't the end of my commitment to my patient just for the the nature of the practice right so I felt like I needed some some something some challenging something different and I you know I was kind of thought about joining the military wasn't really sure of what branch or whatever so I did more research and ended up join, joining the Navy Reserves and you know I was honored to train you know, in, in medical or medicine, uh, Navy medicine, meet a lot of people of high caliber, like uh, it's just that the camaraderie that comes with being in, in such family. So yeah, it, it was it was definitely different and challenging. So I love it. I absolutely love this story. This is amazing. 
Okay, and so what's what's been the reward for going on this arduous journey? Because most people wouldn't be ready for something like this. What do, what do you what do you consider to be the rewards for getting through? This? Well, definitely to be able to help others to get like in this in the real estate investment we do we do quite a bit of mentoring. We share things that we that 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 has worked for us and uh, mistakes that we make so others can avoid it hopefully so being able to help others and like when we put a syndication or some some kind of investment opportunity to be able to give the chance to other professionals that are busy and they are they don't have the time to learn another skill because they're good at what they do already and and, and see them make money like i i i have you know my, like my brother is a perfect example you know we invested some of his money and it feels so good when I give the money back and I give the, the extra money and the first time he's like oh no it's okay because we're your brother and sister no sister it's okay and I'm like what are you talking about this is your money like this is what you make for your investment and like having that like and that was when I was so excited to help like I saw his eyes and I'm like he's like seriously I'm like yes that is your money and so now that we are able to see to, to do the same thing with other people that is not necessarily our family, that we see them like, yeah, this is your money. Thank you for trusting us and letting us invest it for you or work, you know. So that like that to us is one thing that keeps us going and keeps us, you know, just growing and learning more and networking. Like I met you in a networking event because that, you know, that's that's rewarding for us. And so if you think about your life when you were 23 and leaving Mexico with $100 and you think about it today, what's the biggest difference in your approach? And how to approach life? Yeah. Yeah. Nothing broke. Like not, none of the challenges or even like, I don't really call it challenges. I call them growing opportunities, but none of those growing opportunities broke me. I'm still alive. I'm still capable. And if everything was going, like what was going to go away, like physically or money or investments or whatever we have, even if the knowledge that I have in my head from my degrees was going away I have the resilience to start it all over again and you know I have earned I guess I have developed some people's skills and at the end of the day that's what's going to get you farther than anything so you know that will be that will be what what's left like my person my spirit and my resilience such clarity there. So we're down to the final four. Okay. Maricela, what are you most grateful for? Being in the medical field and seeing the opposite of healthy, I would say my health. My 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 ability to be present, not just like healthy, but my ability to have a like you say, clear mind to enjoy it and to to yeah, to enjoy it. Um because that if you don't have health, don't I don't matter how much time you have or how much money you have or influence you have, it's it's challenging to enjoy anything after that. It is. Man will give all of his wealth for his health. That's why we have health. Absolutely. So Absolutely. what dream are you most focused on catching next? I'm sorry, say that again. What dream are you most focused on catching next? So our our BHAB, our big audacious goal is to put a community outreach, including some medical preventive medicine to bring back to where I was, where I was born in Mexico. And that's going to happen in June 2025. Oh, my goodness. So what does it take to do that? Like, are you raising money? Like, how is that going to happen? Coming to places like this where I talked about our goal. And, you know, we have I have put together some content for financial independence, the financial literacy that we sell, but mostly give away. But if there's any dollars, any money that comes from there, that all that money trickles down to funding this medical community uh, wellness outreach we also develop an app and all those all that money that we really don't expect to have that we don't have to show up to work to to make extra money 
it's going to be dedicated to funding that medical mission and probably end up funding it from our businesses, but that's perfectly okay. I like it. How much do you have to have in all to do what you want to do? Um, we are, that's, that's what we have this years to four years to figure it out. I have been parts of medical missions to different countries, but I always been the, the participating as a provider, like being doing the anesthesia or translation or going and evaluating the hospitals to see what resources they need or they have. But I've never been the person leading the mission. So my husband and I want to do that. He's he's a nurse by trade. He served in the, the military 27 years. And now that he's retired and I'm, re- I'm kind of working on and off, we have more time. And uh, so we are still working on the logistics and the operations and trying to get that, you know, all the numbers together. But that's what we put it in paper to be 2025. Because every time we think about it or say it, it's like, oh, what am I doing today to meet that goal? Because the year before, I will be like, we used to say, yeah, uh, in a couple of years, we want to do this. In a couple of years, we want to do this. And like, we, we've been, you know, talking about it for three years. So finally, one of our mastermind communities challenged us to just put a date to it. So now it's like every month is like, okay, we're a little closer. We need to like literally start taking action. So I don't have those details just yet, but uh, it's going to happen June, 2025. Got it. Got it. Marisela. What gift are you giving the world? Definitely passing on the knowledge that we have. It's something that we know is, is proven because it's been, is already, you know, went through some lumps and mistakes. And when we mentor people, that's what we give them. We give them the knowledge and the experience that, that otherwise will be wasted if we just don't ever say anything or keep it to ourselves. So we are passionate to mentor others and to help others just, uh, one, take control of their money, which and, and, and time will give them control of their time. And then they can, you know, live a better life of you know whatever is important to them so wow okay so i've got to throw some love on you right like you're just so courageous i've got two little girls and i would absolutely be terrified to send them to another country with a hundred dollars (laughs) but what you have done what you've created is nothing short of a miracle from my perspective and i'm just super excited to have had you come on the show and share with our listeners and so thank you so much for being an example social proof that dreams can and should be real my final question what's the one thing you want our listeners to take away from our conversation that you can do it no matter what you can do it but one more thing you have to take action motivation without action is not going to take you anywhere the the action plus the commitment is what's going to get you places so you have to take action but yes you can do it there it is ladies and gentlemen you heard it from the lady herself you have to do the work in order to get the reality of your dream until the next time your dream should be real we'll talk soon Thank you for joining the tribe today. We would love to hear from you. Please don't forget to rate, like, and share. Perhaps someone you know could benefit from what we've discussed. Until the next time, remember that your dreams should be real.